the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. Thank you for tuning in. A lot of clouds happening today. A little sunshine here there. Not bad. A little warmer than yesterday. 55 the high, down to 40 tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy few showers likely throughout the day. Maybe even kind of an overall rainy day. Tomorrow's high of 52. Eventually, just peeking ahead to the weekend. We're supposed to get back to 60 and above heading into next week. Phillies lost yesterday 14 to 5 to Toronto. But the good thing is they didn't let it linger. They played Detroit this afternoon and just finished beating them. Two zip. Had a chance to be on a Zoom call with Phillies outfielder Andrew McCutcheon recently, who had a little thought on Odubel Herrera, former outfielder with the team who has been away for a couple years and back now. Uh, had some domestic uh, uh, issues and was asked. He actually hit a home run to open the game for the Phillies today as far as putting them on the scoreboard one zip. And uh, McCutcheon was asked about his thoughts on Herrera being back with the team and competing for a spot. You know what? I, I mean, uh... I believe in anyone, you know, getting, you know, another chance or, you know, every, no one's no one's perfect in this world. He who without the sin, cast the first stone, you know. I'm I'm here for 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 him. You know, we've all we've all talked to him. Um, you know, he's he's shown how much that he wants to be here and I think he's showing it by, you know, the way that he's going about his business every day, the work that he's putting in, the amount of work uh on the field, off the field. So uh you know, him having the chance, I'm sure he's, uh, you know, grateful for that. And, you know, he's a, uh, am sure he's learned from his, from what he's done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, him getting an opportunity, a chance, it's, it's, it's good for him. Andrew McCutcheon of the Phillies referencing John chapter eight. You may remember that, that passage. It says Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing Jesus. But he bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. 
Go now and leave your life of sin. Powerful passage, John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Andrew McCutcheon of the Phil's referencing that passage with regard to teammate or teammate-to-be, perhaps, Rubel Herrera. So I don't think that's the first time I've had a scripture passage in the middle of a sports report, but I think it's good. <laughs> Maybe not the first time, but it's all good, actually. Sixers won last night, 99-96. Tobias Harris leading the way with 30 points. Home against Milwaukee tonight at 7. The Flyers with the Rangers this evening at 7.30. Victoria, hello. How are you? Hey there. Doing well. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, too. I noticed the green, what do you call the accent you're wearing? Is I'm wearing a scarf, scarf that okay. is green that has some little shamrocks on it, or clovers. Okay. Yeah. Well, Trying to get in some spirit, you know. <laughs> you're you're on time. I'm I'm ahead or way behind. I have purple on, which I often is equated with Easter. Hey, it's all right. Which you is know. not far off. Yeah. I don't think I have any green shirts. Well, you know, it's it's all about the spirit, not so much what you wear. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's fun. A year ago, uh, folks just tuned into the station now, perhaps, or even maybe this is the first day you're listening to this show. Victoria is our relatively new producer. And part of the fun of you being around is uh, we play some clips from the past before you got here. Yes. It's kind of a chance for you to see, oh, this is who's been on the show. I know you're working on podcasts and looking through them, so you have some idea that way. A year ago this very day, you might find it interesting that we had an actor on the program. His name is John Reese davis And he was uh, in, is best known for his role in Lord of the Rings as Gimli, one of the, one of the group, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the entourage, whatever the group is called, the fellowship. Um, also, before that, he was in some of the Raiders of the Lost Ark films with Harrison Ford as uh, 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 Sala, I think was his name. I think I have it right. Uh, and he also has had many other roles. For example... Uh, John Reese Davis was uh, Ron John's father in Jungle Book 2. Here's a little clip from that. I am very disappointed in you. You put everyone in danger. You know that you're not allowed to cross the river, and yet you deliberately disobeyed me. But, but I... No, Mowgli. The jungle is a dangerous place. I should know. You are confined to your room without dinner. That should give you plenty of time to think about what you've done. So that's John Reese davis who also, folks are familiar with Pilgrim's Progress, had the role of evangelist. Through this town you must go. But be warned, do not be overly confident and heed this warning. Settle it in your heart what you will do before you enter the town. For many have fallen who walked in with one eye on eternity and the other on the present. So that's John Reese davis A couple clips of other things he has done besides Lord of the Rings and besides Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Uh, And I bring that up because it was so fun. One year ago, he was calling us from the Isle of Man. I'm not a geography major, Victoria, but I did find out, especially because it was like a long-distance call, it sits right between Ireland and England. Were you aware of that? I was, I believe. I think that there's been discussions in my family about this before because okay. I have some British. I don't think anyone's from the Isle of Man, but I, I am aware. Yeah. It's kind of like a forgotten place, you know? And he, he called us on St. Patrick's Day 
from that spot. It was the coolest thing. And the reason he did was he was in the film, a couple films last year that were released or re-released. One was uh, I Am Patrick, uh, and it was about, about St. Patrick's Day, and about St. Patrick, the uh, film, um, The Patron Saint of Ireland, it was called. And then, um, which is good. So if you want to look it up today, it's something you can uh, do on Netflix or whatever this evening. I am Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. John Reese davis is in that. And then we had him on last summer, too, when uh, there was another film he was part of, The Return to the Hiding Place. And so we had him on. So that's just a couple of examples. If you want to see, hear the whole podcast of those shows, uh, John Reese davis joined us on the 17th, I think it was, of, of 2020, and uh, also on the 1st of July last summer. So the podcast of our program on our homepage at WFIL.com. So that's a look backward. We're going to look forward here in a moment, shifting gears completely. Uh, we have a couple of guests this hour. Uh, Dan Barkowiak, who is Director of Communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute, going to be joining us, talking about legislation to potentially fully commercialize the sale of marijuana in Pennsylvania. This is a very controversial topic, and uh Dan, we've had on every now and again because he works in this realm and in public policy type stuff all the time as uh, director of communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute. So he's going to check in from the road in just a few minutes here. And then later in the hour, we're hoping to have hip-hop artist KJ52 on, who has the song one year ago we've been playing. I'll play for you here in a second, uh, to talk about his brand new album. And we're actually giving the new CD away on our contest page at WFIL.com. So that's a lot of stuff happening, Victoria. Are you impressed or what? I'm so ready for this show today. All right. Let's get it going. Actually, yeah, glory to God. I don't. Want, I want to be careful. It's always glory to God. And hopefully, honestly, as you listen in, this program really is helpful for you, whether it's information, whether it's some laughs, whether it's winning a prize, or maybe all of the above. Uh, so, Or some encouragement, too. All right, quick break. We also have a, a prize we'd like to give out a little later on that we haven't given away. I'm not sure in how long. A special, different kind of prize. You ready for all that? It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. AM560WFIL.com on the app, the new KJ52. It's called One Year Ago. Whosoever South doing the rap uh, toward the end there. We're giving away a CD, uh, the new one from KJ. Go to our contest page at WFIL.com if you want to. Uh, take a shot at winning that. Hoping to also have KJ on later, uh, a little later on in the hour. He's actually uh, in boxing lessons right now or something with his son. <laughs> so he's like, I might be able to catch a quarter of five. But that's fine. That gives us plenty of time to catch up a little bit with Dan Barkowiak from the uh, – uh, he's the director of communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute, and he joins us every now and again to give us some good information. How you doing today, Dan? I'm doing very well. Great to be with you, Tim. Yeah, thanks for taking time today. You know, we get your press releases periodically, and it's always great to give the WFL audience a, a chance to get a little more inside info and just kind of up close to some of the things that are going on in the state of Pennsylvania. And I'm guessing even kind of you have to be aware of what's happening in the tri-state area in general and, and the world at large. But 
for those who maybe haven't heard you before or know what you do, just share for a moment what, what you do and what the Institute's about. Yeah, absolutely. We, we aim to strengthen families. We've uh, been an organization for over 30 years, uh, striving to see Pennsylvania as a place where God is honored, uh, life is cherished, families thrive, and religious free, free, freedom flourishes. And uh, just uh, we, we are based in Harrisburg. We look at policies, what we would say, both good and bad for families, and try to engage uh, with families across the state uh, to, to make your voice heard, to uh, really make Pennsylvania a better place for the next generation. How long have you been working with the Pennsylvania Family Institute, by the way? Myself, it's been about 14 years, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, just a, they're very blessed to be a part of the organization. Uh, we've got a great team and just the effectiveness that we have. We have a, a law center. We have a, a school choice program, a variety of things, a youth leadership conference over the summer, and then a lot of the advocacy work on the policy end. So a lot of things we do, and I'm just thankful to be a part of it. Wow. You know, I was going to ask you if there is such a thing, what's a typical day? in your life, but maybe it just depends on the day, it sounds like. Well, that's true, and especially when legislators are in Harrisburg debating policy. It's often uh, my, my phone is ringing, and uh, the different issues come and arise. We're on Zoom calls, we're on uh, staff calls, and, and just trying to see how we can best engage folks around the state to know what is going on, both both nationally. Uh, there are some concerns, certainly. Uh, the so-called Equality Act, H.R. 1, many things happening nationally but then also many things on the state level. And so just trying to make people aware of those, being able to make your voice heard and, and do so educationally. Folks, just tuning in, Dan Barkowiak, Director of uh, Communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute, hang out with us for a few moments. And one of those pieces of legislature and topics, the, uh, the fully commercializing the sale of marijuana in Pennsylvania. Uh, take your time, just give a little bit of a backdrop to that, where things have been and, and where they are at the moment. Yeah, sure. Well, certainly, obviously, there are many things going on in Pennsylvania. Obviously, even just COVID front and center and schools struggling, families trying to figure out, you know, what to do with that, uh, businesses. And, and yet a top priority from Governor Tom Wolf, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, is to commercialize the sale of a, a harmful drug. And, and it's uh, bad timing anytime, but I think especially right now when you're talking about something that would do more harm in hospitals, the respiratory problems that would occur with these high potent marijuana products to be commercialized in more pot shops than McDonald's and Starbucks combined throughout the state. That's a problem. And I think especially as we're, we're faced with uh, COVID and everything that we're dealing with, this is just one more thing, one more layer for families to have to deal with. And, and yet that's been a priority by this current administration. So, uh, so we are certainly uh, advocating uh, looking at what other states have done and, and seeing kind of the experiment with this and how it has harmed their society, how it's, uh, increased many of the, the negative health concerns. Uh, we're, we're agreeing with a lot of the medical and public health organizations, law enforcement, that would say this is a problem, that we should certainly oppose the recreational use of marijuana. And it is something on, on the uh, kind of recreational. Uh, you know, we're not talking about the medical. Uh, we have a medical program in place right now. Certainly improvements, I think, could be made on that. But it's not part of this discussion when we already have that program. There's also this angle of if it's for the criminal justice system, you know, there might be improvements there that can be made, and, and certainly that can be a discussion, but it doesn't need to be this full-on commercial sale of 99% THC, so the mind-altering aspect of marijuana, to have these highly potent drugs just out on the market for any kind of community to walk down and purchase. And many would say that marijuana is just harmless. It's just denying reality and the science that we see, the many harms, the many uh, health concerns, the, the rise in mental illness, 
uh, the car accidents, the, uh, the vaping concerns, especially with the young uh, adults. There's just many harms to this type of policy. So it's discouraging to see some in Harrisburg that are advocating for this. There's certainly right now lobbyists that are trying to push hard for this. Big tobacco, you know, is behind this. Certainly, if we learned anything from them, they're trying to get a new generation addicted to their products. And that's exactly what you're going to see with marijuana commercialization. So again, there's just a lot of problems with this. It's sad to see this being a priority right now of the many concerns that families have in Pennsylvania. This should not be an, an additional one. Dan Brokoyak, our guest, Director of Communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute. And again, just to clarify, this kind of the status of the medical side of things versus the recreational, uh, how widespread Pennsylvania, I'm up to be just candid, I'm not sure what the laws are. I, I hear about it every now and again, and I keep thinking kind of what you referred to a minute ago. Once something's legal, it sounds like a slippery slope where pretty soon, like, who's telling who? Well, it's, it's recreational. No, it's medical. And then it becomes kind of like just throw it out there for everyone to do. But but just so people are aware, including myself, ed- educate me, what's legal versus what's hope some are advocating to be legal but is not yet legal? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think many families, many moms, dads, you know, sit around the table even talking with their kids and can see how, well, if it's medical, it seems like it's legal, it's fine, it's, it's easy to use. And, and so I, I think we need to recognize the, the there are many, again, of the, the harms what we see in society uh, the, the high potencies especially. And so with regards to medical, I mean, it is a program where you have to go through a doctor. You have to get a prescription. You have to uh, you pay $50 for a license, and then you can go into a dispensary to purchase uh, medical uh, marijuana use. And, and so, again, I think there are some issues with that. I think if you're using 99% THC, there's especially some harms with that. If you are under the age of 26, I think there's certainly science behind the developing brain and how you use that. So there's certainly concerns with that. But it's a whole nother level when you look at selling gummies and 99% vape products in these corner shops that frankly will be more than Starbucks and McDonald's combined. Yeah, I mean, it'll yeah. be easier to find a bag of weed than a coffee, uh, a Starbucks coffee, or a McDonald's Happy Meal. Yeah, I well, mean, that's what we're talking about with commercialization. Right. When I read when I read that part, uh, it's not, of course, not yet, but the point was if it got to be, if, if the commercial sale, uh, fully com- you know, commercial sale of, of marijuana in Pennsylvania was to become law, the, then the idea is that it would create more shops, uh, more pot shops than Starbucks and McDonald's put together, which is really saying something. Uh, how did that kind of, a, a you know, Mathematics come together, really. I, I, you know, we see vaping shops popping up around, and is that would that be one of the primary places folks would buy? Has it has that much thought kind of go into where it would become available, and, and to back that kind of back that up a little bit? Well, yeah, there, there's certainly the concern. I think what it would be is is really just these marijuana shops. I mean, frankly, even a lot of the medical marijuana, it's it's really all marijuana. So you would see a lot more of these pot shops that would just be uh, for sale for. The use, the age, they would sit 21 and over, I think, is the bill. We've often seen in, in many states that do legalize, there is an increase in young age using and, and the concerns that should be there. I mean, CDC talks about how one in 10 users will become addicted. And if you start younger than age 18, it's one in six. And what's sad is many of our legislators come at this saying marijuana is harmless. There's Representative Jake Wheatley out in Pittsburgh, that is one of the leaders in the House to advocate for commercializing this dangerous drug. It says it's harmless. That just denies every part of science. The American Medical Association recognizes it as a dangerous drug. American uh, Academy of, uh, of, of Pediatricians recognizes the harms with medical commercialization of this drug. Uh, so 
there, there are just many of mainstream, you know, public health organizations that have the concerns. And we're seeing more, sadly, young people ending up in the ER, schizophrenia, uh, mental health illnesses. So, uh, so it's just uh, you, you deny the realities of today's marijuana. This is very different than what it was in the 60s and 70s. Even when I was growing up in, in the 90s, you know, THC was generally speaking of the flower, like 3% potent THC. You know, you weren't talking very strong. Right now, the flower of marijuana to smoke averages about 30% THC. And then you have these concentrates, these edibles that are as high as 99% THC. That's what would be marketed in all of these pot shops throughout Pennsylvania. You would have, frankly, companies like in California and Colorado, billboards advertising this, social media using their platforms. I mean, there's a product, Cushy Punch, that sells edibles, high-potent, frankly, dangerous products that will have pages that look into those markets, Michigan, Colorado, California, these states that have experimented that's where those products are. They're on the market. University of Wisconsin did a study that if any young person follows them on social media, they're five times more likely to use. We're seeing the increase, especially in this young generation, in vaping and using marijuana because, frankly, many say that it's harmless, and it's just not. And, and, and the scary part is to see the commercialized sale of this. So to get, frankly, folks like Big Tobacco behind trying to get more kids addicted to this, that's what results in commercialization. Dan, you uh, wrote an article too recently on this, including about the, talking about the the science, the uh, the different medical associations that are that you have at least a big caution flag, if not flat out against, and kind of tied in also with Governor Wolf. You mentioned COVID at the beginning, how with coronavirus, the the follow the science phrase was kicked out there a lot, uh, but on this case, he's for the legalization of marijuana, and it does not follow the science. So it seems a little bit like, wait, which one is it? Well, yeah, and I guess if you're going to follow science, let's be consistent. And, and so certainly Governor Wolf has used the American Medical Association to back his COVID plans. Well, American Medical Association, again, recognizes marijuana as a dangerous drug. It's a public health concern. Uh, he's used, their administration's used the American Academy of Pediatrics to talk about their, again, COVID plans. Well, American Academy of Pediatrics recognizes the harm that comes to children through commercialization. I mean, we're not talking just my opinion. These are mainstream health organizations that, sure, I think that it gives some science, gives some tools. We still need to make some judgments. But if we're using those organizations to advocate policies, let's be consistent. And if we are consistent, we should absolutely be opposing this push for marijuana commercialization. And I think the more studies that come out, the more science that comes out, the more I see of the concerns. We still need to learn more about these high-potent drugs. But even studies, the Endocrine Society, for instance, uh, put out a study just last year showing how uh, this will impact uh, fertility in women. We should know the impacts of this drug before deciding to say, hey, let's legalize it for its commercial sale, when evidence is starting to show that this can impact women's fertility. Uh, pregnant moms using this can have problems. Uh, the, the use of high-potent drugs, even for a short time, can lead to schizophrenia, psychosis, mental illness, the rise in car accidents that we're seeing, the rise in treatment centers for, for addiction to marijuana going up. I mean, these are very much concerns, and I think families listening in, certainly I, I would hope have concerns themselves, but one thing that should always concern us is this dangerous drug, what we're seeing in these other states, having politicians right now putting this as a priority to legalize. It's just not in the best interests of citizens across the state, and frankly, it's showing just the bias that is shown by our politicians that we should be caring for citizens, not looking to 
invest in the, the pro pot industry to get big tobacco and others profitable. We should be caring for the citizens across Pennsylvania. And if we do, that's not marijuana legalization. Dan Barcoya, kind enough to be with us this afternoon. He's the director of communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute. Is there a best place for folks to kind of keep up on some of these things? Can they go to the, the, the Institute website or do you, do you kind of keep updates with stories? Because I'm sure a lot of these are developing mm-hmm. over time. Absolutely. There's there's two websites I would recommend. Our organization, Pennsylvania Family Institute at pafamily.org, as well as a great resource that points specifically to issues with marijuana and the legalization, truthonweed.com. So truthonweed.com. And you can see a lot of the science. You can see a lot of the impact that we're seeing in other states. Reading through that site, it should absolutely give pause to any push for legalization. Yeah, it's really great to get the update and the info. Thank you for that. And one last thing, just kind of on the back end of it, where do things stand now as far as the topic of fully commercializing the sale of marijuana? And is that, a, even though it's introduced, it still takes time for it to happen, but certainly don't want it to go that direction. But Yeah, yeah we, we've had several sessions where a bill has been uh, introduced to fully legalize. And obviously we've had for a few years the medical marijuana program, and that's still trying to be rolled out. Frankly, there still needs to be time to, fully uh, see that come to fruition and, and even make improvements there. But, uh, but right now it's still just a, a bill that's been introduced. Uh, you know, sadly, we are seeing some legislators you know, sign on to that bill, and I think it's all the more important for you at home to be in touch with your legislator to point out the concerns and the problems with full-on commercialized sale of this dangerous drug. And so we encourage you on our website, pafamily.org, you can use a, an, an action alert to email, certainly call your legislator, really just kind of post you know, uh, bringing into their minds these many concerns that come up. I mean, there's there's a reason why law enforcement, there's a reason why educational groups are opposed to the full-on legalization of this drug, and you you need to make your voice heard to those legislators. And thank you again, and we'll uh, we'll put those two websites in the podcast uh, summary on our page when we post it later on, so that way people can refer to that too if they didn't jot it down while they were listening in. Um, thank you so much. Dan Barkoyak, Director of Communications for Pennsylvania Family Institute. Keep up the good work. God bless you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much, Tim. All right. We'll take a quick break and come back with more. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.37 on the Tim DeMar Show on WFIL. Have you seen Patrick's Day? 55 for the high, 40 for the low tonight, with some clouds all the way through tomorrow. Tomorrow looking a little bit like one of those uh, getting yourself a cup of hot tea and watch the rainfall kind of days. 52 the high. Victoria's sporting her special St. Patrick's Day scarf. Yep, my scarf. Looks good. Looks Looks festive. Thank you. Where that does, was the point. Where to accent? Where to accent the the room here? <laughs> that was the lack of the of my uh, makeup for not having a green shirt. I couldn't <laughs> find one today. Well, that's better than nothing. I'm wearing purple and gray. Uh, Bills lost yesterday, but they won today. Two zip against Detroit. Sixers ninety nine ninety six over the Knicks uh, last night. Tobias Harris with thirty points lead the way. Seth Curry had twenty. They're home against Milwaukee this evening at seven. Big matchup there, and uh, the Flyers. At the Rangers tonight at 7.30. You know, back to the Sixers for a second, playing Milwaukee. I can never pronounce his name. The Greek freak. And I mention it because I'm Greek and you got some Greek in you too, right? My grandmother is 100%. Her parents were off the boat. So See? a little bit less than you, but 
All Still four, enough. All four of mine came from, from the motherland. Uh, but I'm just plain old Greek American who appreciates funny kopita like the rest of like any like any human would. One of my favorite <laughs> things we've discussed this and baklava. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can't even say it. You know how to say his last name? Antetokounmpo. That's it. He's like, I believe that's it. Yes. He's like the MVP. It's like 14 letters long, and every time I look at him, I'm like, uh, uh, never mind. So Giannis, uh, you call him, and he's playing. Uh, he'll be in town uh, taking on the, the Sixers who are still without Joel Embiid, I think, for a little while. So, oh, one other thing to tell you. We have KJ52, I think, on the way. Hip-hop artist who we are giving away his new CD uh, one year ago. We played the song a little while ago. We've been playing it lately on the show. I just want to give you a quick heads up. Speaking of sports, he's, I think, in a boxing lesson right now. I'm not sure if it's for him or for his kid. But he's a longtime friend of the station. And uh, his new song and new album are really good. And so we are giving copies away. He'll be chatting uh, with us a little bit, we hope, before the hour is through. He may have not showered from the boxing, but thankfully it's, uh, you know, remotely done here. So we don't have an in-studio situation happening. Uh, so KJ will be joining us a little later on. But before speaking of giveaways, uh, contest page for that and a bunch of other prizes, including the million-dollar basketball mayhem deal where you fill out the bracket for the upcoming college tournament. Do that by Friday at 11 um, in the morning to enter for that contest, many others. But I mentioned earlier, we want to give something away we haven't done in a long time, which is a a, a WFL t-shirt. Summer's coming, and I'm realizing, you know what? We haven't done that in a while. So if you'd like to win one, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Just go ahead and give a quick call, and uh, we'll make a random winner. I think we have, what are the colors, Victoria? There's dark blue. We have a dark gray, a light gray, and a dark blue. All right. So we'll try and make it work, size, color, all that. Otherwise, you can give it to a friend. But we'll take a random caller right now at 800-560-WFL to win one. 800-560-9345. Go ahead and grab the winner while we have. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, who's this? This is James Harvey. How you doing, James? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. And you. Yeah, and, and happy WFL You Want a T-Shirt Day. <laughs> so we're rooting for you, and now you've won. Way to go. Where are you calling from? Uh, Pottstown, PA. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll put you on hold here, and Victoria, get your info. Well, I think we're mailing prizes out tomorrow, in fact, so hopefully you'll get it soon. Awesome. Thank you. All right, my friend. Thank you for calling in, and congratulations. Yes, yeah, and uh, summer's coming. We'll have more of those T-shirts to hand away, uh, hand out in the days to come. Quick break, and then KJ52 will be joining us shortly on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. I checked the sky and I saw more gray, but I know the veil is torn away, so I'm okay, but... WFL.com on the app. KJ52 and Born Day. Lead track on the new record. Called One Year Ago. Joining us in our fine broadcast right now, none other than Dr. Funkenstein himself. (laughs) 
Yeah, better than better than calling it Boring Day. That wasn't as good as day. Boring Day was a better day. I like that song. Oh, thank you. You know, us uh, us deadly dinosaurs, we gotta gotta stay in the game, right? That's it. Well, age ain't yeah. nothing but a number. Yeah, we're not we're not older. We're vintage. That's it. I like it. Yeah, I'm taking notes. Yeah. I've said this on the show before, but my dad is 93, just turned 93 a couple weeks ago. And he says, that's advanced middle age. <laughs> File that one away. You know, you know the guy, Michael Tate? You've heard of him, I'm sure. Sure, DC Talk, Newsboys now, and what about him? Yeah, he invited me to the 10th anniversary of his 40th birthday. I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you're, like when I was uh, 49, I said I was pulling 40, not pushing 50. Yeah, that's true. This is what happens. Let this be a lesson to the young, younger in the audience. This is what happens when you get older. You start talking about older things and aches and pains. Hopefully. Yeah. So uh, we're giving away the new album on our contest page. It's actually a download that KJ has been kind enough to send us a secret link to. So we'll draw some winners in the days to come. But if you want to sign up, WFIL.com contest page. One year ago, we've been playing on the show for a while now, and we'll continue to do so. And interestingly enough, although I don't think it was really tied to coronavirus per se for you, although maybe it was a little bit, uh, when you, you joined us a little while ago talking about that that song, um, how has the last year been for you and the song one year ago? Uh, any any tie, or How much time has that been? Because it's about the one-year anniversary of things shutting down. Yeah, well, you're right. That's what it is. It's it's kind of lives on two levels. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the record was written over that whole period of time. Um, so yeah, you're right. It is. It is. It's it's uh, it's kind of what you know. Art art can be whatever you interpret it as, but that definitely is in the in the uh, ether. Okay. Well, and the album is is a uh, it's chill on one hand, but it's celebratory. In fact, there's a song "Celebration of Life" on there. So, yes. like, so the BPM are are chill. Uh, yeah, but but the message is is certainly uplifting. And uh, there's a song called yeah. "Faith Not Fear." We're gonna maybe end our show with here in a little bit. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just share about the, you know you shared this a while ago when you were on the program not too long ago. But the idea behind the album had been you were kind of wrapping things up. It looked like you were going to a new season of life, working at a church, yep. youth pastor, home yeah. with the kids which is still happening, yep. but in the video, which I recommend people see, the, the one year ago song specifically, there's really a, a lot going on in that song, and there's a lot of God working in you through the struggle, having faith even when, when things are very difficult, which would describe a lot of people's lives the past year, and, and coming out the other side of it. There's a lot of joy mm. on, this, on this album, so I just want to paint mm-hmm. that picture for people, but... Uh, anyway, your thoughts on that and, and the album in general for folks if they, they were to win it or or just go flat out buy it? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Kenny. You've always been a great uh, partner and homie and, and supporter and someone who once commissioned an entire crowd to throw candy at me, but that's besides the point. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. It is. It's it's all those things. It is. You know, it's funny because it was, it was like almost literally a year when I wrote the first song, which was Faith Not Fear. Um, but that was just kind of written out of, you know, what was going in my head at the time. Um, we had done the whole project, and it was essentially done with the idea uh, it was going to be Patreon exclusive. And 
we just started doing all the demos there, and I did them to a whole different beat. And it wasn't until later that I kind of gutted them and redid it um, with new adjustments. And, and it's funny, even that was even how it shifted for me over time. You know, I felt like the music had to take a different turn because my headspace was taking a different turn. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I should just have you write my bio, sir. <laughs> well, we re- we did write one up for the contest. It's on the page a little bit at WFIL.com. Folks just tuning in, catching KJ52 here just for a few minutes on the way back from boxing. Are you boxing or your kids boxing or are you boxing your kids? We're putting my kid in boxes. Yeah, we're going to ship them off. <laughs> and we're celebrating Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. So on my way to, I'm here now. So it should start any second now. Okay. But but are you are you doing the actual boxing? Absolutely. Kidding me? What am I going to do if he gets better than me? <laughs> That's a good point. All right. They want to step ahead. These kids. Well, I'm, play. I'm glad I caught you before before boxing, uh, and yeah. and um, you'll appreciate the photo. I guess I sent you earlier. My son Tim, who you know since he was little, he called me yeah. today after getting his stimulus payment and said, "Dad, have you had lunch?" Maybe it wasn't. Oh, look at that. And he's and so he he off and he got me a nice a nice sandwich with from Wawa, which you have appreciated when you've been in Philly. That's it. And uh, wheat roll. Spicy oh, mustard, spicy mustard, pepper jack cheese. We had uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, turkey, red peppers, yeah, spinach. Hey, you're just making me hungry now. See, before boxing, so you have before boxing. I don't want to eat on a full stomach. Though. You have fun in there. Yeah, I'm going to end on faith, not fear. But just talk about faith, not fear for a second, and then go uh, be Iron Mike. Well, I don't think to say you have faith, not fear, doesn't mean you don't have fear. It's just saying you're choosing it. You know what I mean? You're choosing to let your faith meet your fear. It doesn't negate it. it. doesn't take away from it. It just basically says, you know, you have a choice to, to, to what to do with it, you know? Yeah. That's good. Does that the, make sense? The decision yeah. involved. It's right. I love it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, you know, it's Jesus saying, uh, uh, not my will, but your will be done. Take this cup, but if can't take it, then let's do I'm okay. You know? Yeah. I like it. Thank you, my friend. It's always great to hear it so, from you. Thank you. Yeah, even in between things and enjoy your evening and we're enjoying giving the C D away and playing the songs. Appreciate you, brother. All right, my friend. Have a great night. All right, later. All right, that's KJ52, kind enough to be with us on the program here for just a couple of minutes. We have a quick break. We'll come back and end with this new song called Faith Not or Faith Greater Than Fear has that greater than sign, like in math class. In fact, this song that we're playing right here, this is called Birthday, which is actually a KJ52 song that we loop as our music bed. A little fun information for you. KJ52, his new CD is called One Year Ago. You can win it on the contest page, WFIL.com. Back with more in just a second, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. When I can't see clear, I'ma go faith not fear. Faith not fear. Faith not fear. When I can't see clear, I'ma go faith not fear. Faith not fear. Faith not fear. When I can't see clear, I'ma go faith not fear. And 560WFIL.com on the app. Faith greater than fear over the it's faith not fear is the song title but it's like a it's like a greater sign than 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 equal you know back in math class you had in high school 
DJ Five Two. We're giving the CD away one year ago on the contest page. You can also win a bunch of other stuff on that contest page. I've got a dozen different things going on. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Thanks for listening in. Look forward to doing our fine broadcast again tomorrow. Grab the podcast on our homepage too at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.